Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Today is the first day of December. I'm Jill. Welcome, everybody. It's so good to be here with you as we start a brand new month. And it's twofold. A brand new month, but the last month of the year. And maybe it's feeling like the very last month to get through this year. And it may be a struggle <laughs> to just stay focused and get through it. So let's get through it together. Let's take it one day at a time, one moment at a time. And there's no better way to do that than to center ourselves around the Word of God. So let's do that together now. We are continuing in the book of First Corinthians, and we're reading chapters 9, 10, and 11 today. And this week, we're reading the New International Version, First Corinthians chapter 9. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple, and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I have not used any of these rites, and I am not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me, for I would rather die than allow anyone to deprive me of this boast. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge, and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Though I am free, and belong to no one. I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak I became weak, 
to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test Christ as some of them did and were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we, who are many, are one body, for we all share the one loaf. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? Do I mean then that food sacrificed to an idol is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with the demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than he? I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. I am referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. 
or why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I take part in the meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of something I thank God for? So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the Church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Follow my example, as I followed the example of Christ. I praise you for remembering me in everything and for holding to the traditions just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. It is the same as having her head shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well have her hair cut off. But if it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, then she should cover her head. A man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God, but woman is the glory of man. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. It is for this reason that a woman ought to have authority over her own head because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him, but that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory? For long hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone wants to be contentious about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So then, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. This is why many among you are weak and sick, 
and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further directions. It has taken me a while to understand our brother and friend Paul, and the best way here now uh, to understand Paul, if you have issue with Paul in either direction, maybe you're indifferent towards Paul, which is totally fine as well. Maybe this is how we all work out our own faith. What helped me when reading these passages in 1 Corinthians is to understand, once again, the context. I've tried to do a little bit of that, and God knows, and you all know, I am not the scholar my husband is, so I am still pulling this apart uh, for my own understanding, my own self. What we hear today uh, sounds like harsh correction, but if you don't understand its correction, then it just sounds like these commands that Paul is spewing out to people through a letter where he is a great distance apart. But when we understand that Paul had already been there, he had already taught this, and these teachings were quite controversial. Paul was quite controversial because it's the teachings of Jesus. And Jesus was controversial because the teachings were brand new, concepts that had never been delivered before. Commands such as love your neighbor as yourself. This I give you a new command. The words of Jesus said, you've heard it written, but I say to you, of course this is controversial. Paul is reiterating the teachings that he believed Jesus gave to him. Completely new ways of living that are highly controversial, where people are persecuted for believing Jesus to be the Son of God, Jesus to be the one who saves anyone that calls on the name of the Lord, Jesus, the forgiver of sins. So as we went through the Old Testament this year, we heard the pleading from the prophets, prophet after prophet after prophet, come back, return from your wicked ways, return to God. Paul here in the New Testament is writing back to these churches of people that have fallen into the same patterns of sin that we do. A great summaration for today and one simple sentence remembering the context of which we're reading and which can be true for us today is chapter 10 verse 23. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. Let's just sit with that. Let it wash all the way down, sink and drop all the way to the bottom. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Just because we have the freedom and are free does not mean we should take advantage of that freedom. 
And yet so many times we do, or maybe I'll just speak for myself, I have, and we can so easily justify it. It's our right, or it's what I learned, or it's what was done to me, or it's not what was done to me. We have every excuse if we use it as a means of justification instead of understanding. So if we understand, we repent, we turn from our wicked ways, and we go in the opposite direction, and we become the woman and the man that we want to be that might be pleasing to God and His sight. This is the heart of Paul in this context. This is the heart of me, Jill, here in this moment to heed the warning, to take inventory, to stop, to pause, to repent, and to turn and come back to the loving arms of a loving Father. Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for how it pierces us, how it changes us, that it gives us understanding. I pray it gives us peace in the midst of chaos and storms and trials and tribulations. I pray that it gives us nourishment in our hunger and thirst for righteousness. I pray that we use it as a mirror to look inward, look inside to face what we need to face without shame, without condemnation, and to stop holding the mirror up at everybody else and worried about everybody else, but worried about us doing our own internal work with you. Thank you that you never leave us in the process. You never forsake us in the process, and you love us in the process. Pray this now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base. Anything you may want to know, you can go there and check it out. Do a little shopping in the store. Take advantage of the Christmas initiative uh, that is happening right now with our five vinyl albums. Um, Each one, $25 donation, and it gets you one of five, two of five, three of five, four of five, five of five. Uh, Those albums are the Sleep album, the Heart album, Christmas Time by Maxwell, our son, uh, the Family Christmas album, and then, of course, the soundtrack to Promised Land, uh, which is the DVD of Israel that Brian so beautifully shot several years ago. So take advantage of that while you can, limited supplies, and that is for a short time before that comes to an end. Also, um, if you'd like to call in to be a part of the Daily Audio Bible Family Christmas, you can do that now. That is always such a complete joy, a virtual Christmas card uh, from those that will call in from the community and to just reach out and hear the people that you've prayed for or prayed with throughout the year. So if you're sitting on that and you're like, yeah, I'll get to it, you may want to do that as well while you can. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB, PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174, or utilizing uh, your technology, that handy dandy app, hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner 
of your mobile device. And lastly, look for Give on the website itself. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in and pray for them, you can several different ways. 800-583-2164 or once again, utilizing that mobile app, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit at the end, turn the wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. We will continue the book of 1 Corinthians tomorrow as we turn the page in the word of God and in the story of our own lives. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Hello, this is Daughter of the Silversmith. I want to pray for anyone who thinks that they wasted too much time with things rather than God and that you try to punish yourself mentally by not letting go of things before you did. Father God, I lift all these up to you, Father. You know them each name by name. You know the very hairs on their head. You've counted them. They mean so much to you, Father, right now. I pray that they will release and let go of Satan's lies, that they will trust that this is the day they were supposed to come to you, and they are no longer to look back at what they did and hold themselves accountable because if they've confessed their sins to you, you don't even know what they're talking about. I pray that when they feel condemnation after they've confessed their sins, that they will realize this is the enemy, not you. Lord, I pray that from this faith, from this day forward, they will just put their nose in their Bibles and they will pray and they will trust and believe that you are the one and only God and you are the righteousness and you are for them and not against them. They are the head and not the tail. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's Simone from Texas. Um, just leaving Bible study is Wednesday, the 29th of November. And I'm leaving Bible study and church was amazing tonight. I felt like I had a breakdown and a breakthrough. Um, with a lot of thought and prayer, I have decided to walk away from my job at the top of the year well in january i am being recruited by four or five oh, about four um, travel agencies so i am deciding to go into travel um i need you guys to pray that god will send the right recruiter one that will look out for me have my best interests at heart i will be traveling the United States working for different facilities and hospitals and this is all new and it is not something I want to do but at this point I am out of options it's something I have to do to make ends meet and make more money make a decent amount of money I'm getting some great offers and I just need prayer that God would bring me clarity he would bring me peace with this decision um, to bring the right recruiters into my life that will look out for me and I won't end up in places you know that are dangerous and you know have bad living situations I just need a lot of prayer for God to direct this and really move on this and give me peace and work it all out so 
Um, still having health issues, but I, I'm praying once I do this, this health issues will subside. I love you guys, and yeah, I love you guys. Hello, Dibas. Good morning. My name is Lovelina. I'm calling from France, and I don't know. I don't know what is happening to me. I don't seem to hear my prayers being. Uh, I don't used to hear it. I don't know what I. There's something I'm doing wrong, or I don't know. But I'm calling in this morning again. I keep calling and calling, and I'm not hearing anything. I'm calling in this morning again in respect to a sister that calling that she needs a godly uh, relationship, a godly friendship. And she said how her relationship of 25 years broke, and um, she sometimes feel lonely. Sister, I'm with you on this. I'm praying for you. Sometimes I used to feel lonely. I don't have any friend. I don't have anybody to say, let me go to the person, and I only have God, I only have the Holy, I have the Holy Spirit. And that's why sometimes I'm so close, so, so close to God and so, so close to Holy Spirit, because they're all I have. Sometimes I feel so lonely, I will just bust out and start talking to Holy Spirit as if I'm communicating to a friend, because I don't have one. And uh, there was a time I prayed for a godly relationship, and, um, oh God, it's well. Well, sister, I'm with you and praying for you and I'm praying that God should send the godly friend, friends to your way in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that as we open to see that person who God has bring your way as a friend in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that the hands of God will rest upon you not to feel lonely and to trust on him and to communicate to the Holy Spirit as if you communicate to a friend. It helps me a lot, that's what I do, and I pray that the eyes of hands of God should rest upon you your, and your family. Thank you very much for this. It's really mean a lot to me. Thank you, thank you. I love and appreciate you. And I'm praying for every prayer point that we have, that we have requested here. 